1: Dominic Carter, Talk Radio 77, WABC, Democrats from President Biden on down have called on Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York to resign. Cuomo has flatly denied touching anyone inappropriately, though he has apologized for actions he categorized as making women feel uncomfortable. One of the top Democrats calling for Governor Cuomo to resign is the chair of the New York State Democratic Party, Jay Jacobs. Mr. Chair, thank you for joining us right now.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: You are a longtime ally of Governor Cuomo. How tough was it for you to call on him to resign?
0: Well, it was very difficult. Uh, You know, the governor and I have a long and strong relationship. Um, I... I, uh, I've been working with him and, and very um, pleased at the, the work we've been able to do together. And we've had, uh, you know, a, a tremendous experience here. And he's He's been, uh, in my judgment, an excellent governor. Other than this dark chapter, uh, frankly, you know, he's done so much for the state. So it was a very difficult conversation. And, um, you know, it, it was tough for me to have it.
1: You spoke to the governor private, privately, and obviously you're not going to go through a, uh, a full private conversation. But in a nutshell, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Governor Cuomo feels that he's innocent. Did he express that to you? Yeah, well, he,
0: he feels that he's got his side of the story to tell, and that he did not do anything inappropriate, and that's his view. Uh, my, my sense to him that I articulated was that I thought there was just too much to overcome. And I didn't. I didn't think that there were sufficient answers to to uh, many of these allegations or numbers of these allegations. I saw them as four really serious allegations. The others I don't mean to diminish, but you know, touching someone on the cheek at a party or kissing them on the forehead. And the governor's kissed me. Uh, you know, so I mean, that's just the governor. And that part I don't think would have uh, gotten him. Uh, that it was it alone. I don't think that would have caused him to have to leave office. It was those four other uh, individuals who had very serious allegations. And I said the last of them uh, was frankly, the state trooper who was part of his protective detail. That, I I just don't know how he overcomes that one. And I thought that was sexual harassment. I don't think there's any other way to define that. And uh, that's a real problem.
1: Mr. Chair, it's interesting you point out that the governor has kissed you because I can tell you that he's also done the same to me many times and given me uh, bear hugs. But is there any way politically that Governor Cuomo can survive this?
0: No, I don't believe so. Uh, and I, I don't mean to be you know, so uh, <clears throat> absolute on the matter, but I look at the numbers. There are more than enough um, assembly members in the Democratic. Uh, delegation, forget the Republicans, to vote a bill of impeachment, which would then send it to the Senate. Once the governor is impeached by the assembly, he is automatically removed, at least temporarily, uh, and the lieutenant governor serves as acting governor. Uh, in the Senate, I, I, I will tell you, it is overwhelming. He'll get far more than the requisite two-thirds of the senators, and uh, it's, a, it's a joint body of the Senate and the uh, Court of Appeals. So, you know, I think you need 46 votes there. Well, he's got that in the Senate, um, you know, just among the the
1: senators. So I I, I just don't see, you know, how how he survives this. Is it possible, possible, that the Assembly doesn't go forward with impeachment?
0: Well, I I don't see that. Um, Having talked to members of the Assembly, um, I I just don't see it. I, I see... The members of the assembly um, angry about uh, the facts here. I see them um, having come out publicly, many of them for calling for resignation. And so I, I, don't, I don't see that there's a chance. And the top leadership that he always depended upon, Carl Hasty, who I respect enormously is the speaker of the assembly, has said the governor uh, needs to resign as has Crystal People Stokes, who's the majority leader, African-American woman who's uh, been so impactful on uh, gaining support uh, for the governor in the African-American community, particularly uh, among women. Uh, She has now come out and said that he should resign. And that, I think, was a tremendous blow to to any chance that he had of surviving in the Assembly.
1: One of the governor's top aides, Melissa DeRosa, resigned, calling the past two years trying Is it inevitable, and I know you've talked about this, but is it inevitable that the governor must step down? When you
0: lose Melissa DeRosa, who is his top lieutenant, uh, she was secretary to the governor and and the term secretary doesn't really, you know, in, in normal parlance, doesn't Explain the role. It's it's more like chief of staff. It is the person who executes uh, on behalf of the governor all of the orders that that he gives and puts things together for him. She's an enormously important uh, person in a position. She's also a very close advisor, someone that he trusts, someone very effective um, in getting things done. When she decides to resign, what that means is, in her best judgment, she can no longer serve the governor well. She, in all likelihood, and I'm speculating here disagrees uh, with him on the course that he should take. And um, uh, my guess is she probably at this point sees there's no other outcome, no other possibility, but that he must resign. And given that maybe he wasn't ready to do so yet, uh, she made her last effort and then did so herself.
1: Again, the governor, Andrew Cuomo, has adamantly denied any wrongdoing and cast the independent probe by fellow Democrat State Attorney General Letitia James as biased and politically motivated. You are the chair of the state party, Mr. Jacobs. Is there anything to be said for that?
0: Well, you know, I I don't want to get into the back and forth between the governor and the attorney general. Um, I think that the report, when you read it, is professionally done. Can uh, can there be those who pick apart um, you know, what was included and what was not included, uh, perhaps. But I think the more important issue, the overwhelming issue, is not the process uh, of creating the report, but the facts in it that are not being disputed. And I go back to um, the, uh, the state trooper, and, and I'm not hearing anything to dispute the state trooper's account, which, by the way, was corroborated by a second trooper, Who saw some of the uh, alleged activity and behavior. And that in and of itself, I think, seals the deal, unfortunately, uh, for the governor. So, you know, we can argue back and forth on process, but to what end? The the facts are are the issue that I think, uh, you know, will will carry the day.
1: State Chair Jacobs, what can you tell us about Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hochul? Uh, If she is to step in, she would become the first woman governor of the state of New York. That's right. And um,
0: that's historic. But I think even more important than that, she'll be an excellent governor. And I think that, you know, she's um, eminently qualified, very well prepared. She has been preparing for this during the two terms as lieutenant governor that she has served. She knows about every department. She understands the budget process and um, the various agencies, as I said, departments, that make up state government. She knows all of the players in Albany and around the state. She's been to all 62 counties. She doesn't need a report on the lay of the land, uh, so to speak, when it comes to running the state, she knows the county executives, the mayors, um, many members of uh, local councils, uh, et cetera. And, and uh, she knows the issues. And I think she's also got the right temperament uh, to lead the state at this time and you know begin getting us moving forward again.
1: Mr. Chair, I close this way. Is there any way that Governor Cuomo finishes his third term, possibly negotiates to finish his third term and then ride off into the sunset? Is there any way that he concludes this third term?
0: Uh, You know, I I wish for him personally that I could say yes. I I know how painful this must be for him. Uh, This uh, this job, he loved the job. It had a legacy to it that started with his father which, you know, who he admires so very much. And, and um, you know, there's a certain humanity that we have to remember in all of this. There's a human element. As angry as anyone may be uh, at this dark chapter uh, in the governor's uh, tenure in office, uh, you have to remember that he's tried to do an awful lot of good and has done an awful lot of good. And, and this, from a human standpoint, is important to him. I, I see no way that, unfortunately, he can... Continue in his term much past the next couple of weeks. So you know, I've been urging him for the preservation of his legacy of all the good works that that he's done. That leaving in a dignified fashion at this time, a head up, um, state your case, but then you know, uh, vacate the place. I mean, he he's just got to uh, leave office and uh, begin the next chapter of his life.
1: Mr. Chair, I conclude this way, but you know, you of all people know that that's not in Governor Cuomo's DNA, just like it's not much in President Trump, former president Trump's DNA. So I want you to respond to that. And in conclusion, is there anything that I did not ask you regarding this scenario that is the state Democratic chair you feel needs to be in the public domain?
0: Well, you know, let me respond to the DNA issue. You remember back in two thousand two, uh, uh, Andrew Cuomo was engaged in a very contentious uh, primary to be governor against Carl uh, McCall, who I believe I remember the, it was well. at the time. And, and as we and and there were racial overtones in in, in that, um that uh, in that race that were very unfortunate, and I I think on his part unintended. But as you got Closer to the primary, the poll numbers were consistent, and Andrew Cuomo saw that he could not win, that the outcome was going to be inevitably against him. And what he did then was sometime before the primary, I think about a week before the primary, he actually withdrew from the race. And so I see parallels here, where he sees that all options are foreclosed, he looks at the reality of the situation, and rather than, you know, carrying it all the way down to the very end with conviction in the Senate, you know, he, he steps aside. So I think in his DNA, there is that possibility. And really, I think we, we have covered it um, to the best that I can. I will just tell you that the Democratic Party is strong. <clears throat> you know, people have said to me, well, will the Republicans use this? against Democrats running in November or the following year, you know, the, the governor's transgressions. And I said, uh, no, they can't possibly use this. Uh, they have no standing because this is very, these very same Republicans who have perked their heads up now and, and want to talk about the governor's issues You know, we're like Rip Van Winkle sleeping under a tree during all of Trump's travails, you know, including allegations of rape and other things that he did. You didn't hear peep from these very same people. So now how can they possibly, you know, raise their heads and have anything to say about anything that this governor did? You know, uh, I think you'd have to spell hypocrisy in capital letters to, to in any way categorize That kind of behavior. So I think they have to sit down and pick up on a different issue for the next election. This won't
1: help them, not with their past. State Democratic Chair Jay Jacobs, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Of course. And folks, you can catch my WABC podcast here and also join me on the radio weeknights, Monday through Friday, midnight to 1 a.m. on Talk Radio 77, WABC.